Hello and welcome to the 10th episode of More, a podcast designed to inspire and encourage and support women to make changes, both big and small, in their lives. And this week we're talking about how lockdown has made us feel quite vulnerable and what we can do about it. Hi all, I'm Serena, Mama Five, Body Confidence and Sexual Empowerment Coach. And I'm Jo Merritt. I'm a mum of two teens, a wellness advocate for doTERRA essential oils. I've got a few other jobs. I'm looking at making a change. And we are here every week to chat about whatever we want. Exactly. Mum life. <laughs> anything we want. And vulnerability, vulnerability today, right? Because yesterday I was feeling a little bit fragile. Just... Being a a mum of five, it just, I don't know, I had hay fever, the day was just going by, it was taking ages to go by to be fair, and I was just feeling like no matter how much I tried to get things done, I was just kind of like... I was sinking. I was definitely sinking. And we connected and I didn't know this about you. And I'd been having the day from hell as well. Do you remember my, I dropped my phone. Yes. um, Various things kept happening, kept going wrong. And I was just feeling a bit... I'll tell you how I feel. I was feeling like I do when I've had a drink, right? And this is going to sound the weirdest thing. So I've had anxiety for a long time. But the kind of palpable, breathy, vulnerable, scared, weak feeling I get the day after I've had a few drinks is something that I cannot describe, really. I've tried, but I can't get it over to you. But it's exactly that feeling of a little bit like the world is against me does that make sense yeah absolutely I get it as well um do you I think if I've had if I've had more than what I feel I should have had I definitely feel I feel I'm I feel guilty I get guilt and then I get that horrible feeling inside and my my chest beats a little bit faster because I feel like I've done myself wrong yeah it's like you've been really naughty like you've done something really (laughs) bad um, and you haven't at all. You haven't at all. <laughs> well, God, what's the worst you could do in lockdown? Like, I know. You know, Zoom and take your clothes off or dance on your kitchen table. It's not really well, the no, same, exactly. is it? I had um, a team, we had a team quiz for my Anne Summers um, team on uh-huh. Tuesday night. We did a friends yeah. quiz. Um, and I think this is where my vulnerability came in, where I was talking to you right. yesterday, because... Um, they kept me up till 2 a.m. In, in the morning. I, I literally, no. I, the quiz started at like, I think it was half eight. You're a dirty stocking. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> um, and um, I actually fell asleep while they were still on the Zoom chatting. I think some of them went to bed around half three in the end. That's um, but I hadn't been drinking. They were all drinking. So I was the sober one actually that night. But right. um, I was just tired. You know, when he got up the next morning, I was tired. My husband was miserable because... I'd spent all evening in the bedroom ignoring him and yeah. I hadn't been chatting yeah. with him. And I think, yeah, just everything got on so top of me. It's a sense of unease, isn't it? That yeah. About. Yeah. It just feel like you've done, you've been naughty when you really haven't been naughty. And it just gives you that, that kind of, yeah, I get what you mean with the breathing and, and, and your heartbeat like changes, doesn't it? The way that. Yeah. You know, what's weird because I've had anxiety for um, about 25 years. Like I've had to learn to manage it, but I never had this after the drink, having a drink until like the last, probably the last three or four years. Okay. And the weirdest thing is that it took me an awful long time to make the connection and realize that I'm actually okay. 
all it is is reminding myself you you had a few gins last night or something and yeah. and then when I know that I have a coping mechanism so basically the day after I've kind of had a few drinks and feel a little bit hungover and that's the feeling that creates the vulnerability or the unease I now know not to take myself very far like I might just wrap myself in a blanket and sit on the sofa all day and know that the feeling we talk about this a lot but it's going to pass yes yeah, yeah because it is the feeling isn't it that scares you it kind of it it, yeah. it it worries you because you know in your head there's nothing wrong yeah yeah exactly but yeah I suffer from um, anxiety actually it's one of the one of the things that I suffered from from being a very young like a young girl yeah and um when I get anxiety I uh I start to I can't breathe I can't and pe- what yeah. happens with me is if people come if people come to me and start asking me questions or to do stuff all I want to do is be in my head in that moment and like try and tell myself I'm okay but all that outside noise makes it worse for me right so I find right. My... that's my daughter and I find that hard as a mum because I want to comfort yeah I'm, yeah I can't be touched I can't it's just like leave me alone I need to be I, I need sure. to be on my own so I have to take myself away but then I have right. to occupy my mind with something different so I might read a book yep. or or, or yeah like right? scroll on Facebook or something that's gonna like distract me while I'm on my own in the quiet but that's the only way yeah. I can cope. But my yeah, the drinking part, you know, that, that vulnerability part of where you've been drinking, that's a completely different feeling for me to when I'm actually having a, like a major panic attack. Yeah, same here. But it has a sense of the same underlying yeah, I get um, it. fear, like scared, yeah. you know, that kind of, even though you know there's nothing to be causing it really, it has that same underlying feeling. I guess it's to do with control, isn't yeah. it? It's feeling out of control. Definitely. Um, and we all like to be in control, don't we, of, of ourselves and, and what's going Definitely. on around us. I do think that's why lockdown's made those those episodes when it happens worse for you. Yes, yes. And I, I start to, um, when I'm feeling vulnerable, I, I, I'm on edge. I'm really on edge. And then yeah. I feel like I'm snapping. And so yesterday when yeah. I was feeling really vulnerable, I just stayed in my room. I didn't, like my husband dealt with the kids, which is probably why I felt even more miserable because sure. he'd, he'd been left alone the night before. Um, and yeah, you had to be single dad all day. <laughs> yeah, and then he's single dad all day long. Um, yeah. So, and that pressure, it doesn't help, does it, when you're feeling that way as well? Because no, it's just more pressure on you, I suppose. I know what you mean. I mean, I do think that the aspects that have... Because I'm, I have loved certain elements of lockdown, don't get me wrong. You know, the freedom to spend more time at home, spend more time actually making myself nice food and, you know, being caring and loving towards myself that I'm working out as much as I need to, which for me is a lot to feel that that buzz, that tick. Um, so I don't get me wrong, I'm not complaining completely. And I know some people obviously have had it far, 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 far worse. But if I'm really honest, the lack of control, like the being it's everything's been implemented on us hasn't it yeah the rules and the guidelines and I I am somebody who hates being told what to do at the best of times and my husband's the same <laughs> whereas yeah. I'm okay I can I've, I've kind of gone the opposite way with lockdown I've chilled out a little bit more I've been concentrating more on things that I love to do like so I've been working yeah. on projects that I want to work on rather than feeling like I've got to get it done I'm just doing it in my own time but I sure. haven't done any exercise I haven't I haven't done the like those things are things that I feel like I have to do to exercise isn't a passion of mine I do it because yeah. I want to yeah. keep fit so I thought you know what it's an excuse to be a bit sloppy nobody's gonna see me Loads of people. yeah <laughs> you're not on your own babe. so I've gone the... off my street <laughs> <laughs> I've gone the opposite where I've like lounged in my pajamas um I only got dressed like 
head to to you know t-shirt or whatever if I've got to do a zoom or anything like that like literally just <laughs> don't do that I saw that news reader did if your camera drops you're in your knickers well you know they would be sexy knickers they would be sexy knickers so they'd be oh, absolutely yeah they'd be would. perfect it would be fine <laughs> <laughs> do you feel like um any of lockdown has created um like a sense of vulnerability in you or disease or anything um, I feel like yeah I like to go I do like to go shopping and stuff so like I have felt a little bit yeah like where I where I've decided I would just decide do you know what I need to get off my house for a little while and, and you can't right it does that's that's not a good feeling is it when you can't and my because my husband's no. um vulnerable and ha- um, it's it's really hard for me because I yeah. don't want to go off out and do things when he if he no, can't no. and so yeah, we've all been in the house, and there's 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 a lot of us in this house. So yeah, there are. <laughs> it can you got double. What it, I've it got. can get heated. <laughs> I mean, if my son's not here, so we're we're, we're down to six. But <laughs> that's <laughs> a measly six. There's parents around, all around, listening, shaking their heads in fear, like six kids. <laughs> I count the husband. Oh well, yeah, I'm counting him. <laughs> you have to. You have to be dumb. I know. It's a crazy one, isn't it? Because um, I talk to people in in my line of work and with the networking that I do and the groups that I belong to, and it is a common theme with people. It doesn't matter who they are, whether they're confident, whether they're professional, whether they're um, super mums, whoever these people are, everybody's saying at some point they're having these points of of fragility, like you said earlier, these moments they're not saying they're angry or they're sad they're just saying they feel really fragile yeah I think that is just because we have no control we have no control of what we can do when we can do it we are isolated as such and some people are isolated with people that they might not get on with they might not really like too much and so you know I'm grateful that although I argue with my partner my husband and I we've been together 26 years we have this like love-hate relationship but we really love each other really sure yeah absolutely yeah so even when we argue it's nothing it's never nothing major it's just over silly stuff like you know I don't know who's doing the washing up (laughs) it's interesting what you say I I think it's just the idea that you're the normal that keeps us that it's, it's our familiar is what we use as a comfort blanket and when that's taken away even though other things can fill that space that aren't necessarily bad things it's just that's that's lack of familiarity you know you said about going out my go-to that everyone who knows me will tell you that if I stay in the house or at home too long even if I'm outside I can feel like the walls are closing in and I need to just jump in the car and go and get coffee and and that hasn't being able you know I can get out on the bike but it's not the same it's not what we're used to as our comfort yeah yeah and I I, I if I want to get my kids or home life for a little while I'll go I'll go into town yeah. and I'll just browse around the shops even if I'm not buying anything just to sure get out and oh yeah no I've done it for years I completely yeah, understand where so, you're coming from so yeah. that's really hard that is hard but I think um you know, I always think I've been thinking a lot in in lockdown. I'm glad I've never been in trouble with the police because I don't think I would have liked to have sat in a jail cell. <laughs> At least here in in isolation, you've got your home comfort. I wish you could see my face. I'm just staring at the phone, like, what is that? A random. Well, no, but if you think about it, if somebody's been if somebody's been naughty and they've been put in a in a cell, like for even if it's oh, you on mean a, really naughty, yeah, like you know, and and they're and they're in the cell and they've got they've got like a few basics or whatever. They're they're in there. They get their yeah. exercise or whatever. But that yeah. is their life. It's it's we're lucky yeah. we've got 
we've got the you know the home exactly. comforts i know i would not cope very well with that at all i agree definitely so i was just thinking while you were talking in a way an aspect of vulnerability is a good thing though right we can always turn it on its head like i feel like when I'm on social media and I'm posting things that are going on in my life and I try and keep myself busy and have a laugh and, and entertain and have some fun. But I do think it's important to show the times, the moments that you're vulnerable to people, to other people, to show that you're not, the, the, you're not superwoman. We're not perfect. We, we all have moments where we're weak. Yeah, I, I agree because um, in the coaching industry, it's really easy for people to think that you are the expert in your field and you know absolutely everything right. and you're the go-to person and that you don't have you yeah, don't have the, the problems that maybe that these people are coming to you with but it's always a learning process right it's always it's always something that you're learning you're always uh, evolving and, and establishing sure. your your rules and whatever's going on in your life and so you're always going to have the times where you're feeling vulnerable so if you can show that that you're human that you know you're suffering this too it gives that connection. Yeah. Um, I always really appreciate seeing a, a fellow Instagrammer or somebody admitting they've had a shit day, yeah. you know, or talking about something that's gone really wrong and has badly affected them. Because I don't, I don't want to see a polished veneer all the time. I don't want to see, you know, the pretty grid. No. I want, I want to connect with that person on an authentic level and know. Yes, it's lovely what they're doing and they they take a pride in their work and they're putting out something really beautiful. But hey, sometimes it shit happens and it goes yeah. wrong, right? Yeah. And that's a good thing for stories, isn't it? Because you can show that you can show the behind yeah. the scenes. You can show the the struggle or the pain of like juggling all of these. I homeschool anyway, like I've said before. So um juggling yeah. homeschooling, family life and two businesses all at the same time. There is always stuff going on in the background. Things are always going wrong. Sure. And um <laughs> my husband's either like stubbed his toe or the dogs run away or <laughs> I don't know stuff goes on yeah so if you can show those and just show you're human yeah it shows that that vulnerability is within all of us and we're not super women we're not super men we're just normal human beings exactly. you know who's really good at it Emma the made up mum you know, have you seen her on her posts she um started her post because she wanted to um she wanted to give something back to the mental health world after she suffered postnatal depression with her first. And she's pregnant with her second now. And she put a post up yesterday, I think it was, or maybe this morning, where she showed a beautifully polished picture of herself looking radiant. And then another one of herself looking a little bit washed out and tired on the sofa. And was like, oh, you know, this is what the world sees, but this is what my husband sees every day. And I think that, to me, that shows a level of vulnerability to open up and show the world this is what's yeah, behind the scenes absolutely you know? and definitely real real um and authentic right because she's showing that even though it may seem on the outside sometimes when she's posting that she's got everything together actually real yeah. life this happens and you know but otherwise how are you going to identify with somebody if what you're seeing is just glossy it's you know almost the photo yeah, like in the magazines or something like, yeah exactly because we are, that's what editing does. I used to work as a, a journalist for the Daily Mirror, you know, and a lot of the time there was a there was a request to kind of tailor a story to meet the ideal of what the, the paper wanted to say that day, you know, especially with a feature. And instead of actually looking at what the story was, it was like, we'll find the people that fit this yeah. ideal. And that's not, that's not real life. That's not how the world works. Being truthful, being open and being honest. We talked about that the other week, didn't we, about showing your true self. And the, you know, the the motive behind that is 
so that human beings can connect with each other. Yeah, exactly. And I think the more that you can be open and honest as well, um, it shows your vulnerability, right? So it's all connected. It is all connected. And these Photoshop images and this, like, you know, the text or whatever that's written within a a magazine or a paper, it's not real life. And people are starting to come to terms with the fact that actually they know it's a bit of, um, I'm just going to say, I was going to swear, but I better not. (laughs) Oh, I swear all the time. Okay, I was going to say, I was going to (laughs) say, but, um, (laughs) but, but, but some of it, but some people don't realize. No, some it, people do don't, and like can take it face value, can't they? But then some people can read between the lines, and there's always a sense of some kind of truth in there, though, isn't there? There's, that's that's the thing, is there is a little yeah. element of truth, no matter how elaborate they've made that story. There will be some kind of truth in yeah, there, of course, a kernel for yeah. it to yeah. for it to have connected with us, and that's where vulnerability can show again, because if it's something that somebody so say like the the lady you were just talking about if she suffered postnatal depression um and she hasn't quite got through that yet but somebody else in there is saying you know they had postnatal depression and and i don't know they took their they took their um medication that they were given and everything was well and she's taken her medication and and nothing's happened if that's an elaborate lie then she's going to be she's going to be worrying right being even more vulnerable thinking well why is this not happening to me yeah no exactly yeah, because I think a lot of us, we do use the information that we see from people on social media, almost like the experts these days. And it, it, you're right, it is important to be authentic because otherwise somebody can be following something and it, they're inspired to do something themselves. And you just you just don't know where that's going to lead. or No, not at all. That's you. why when I go live and things, sometimes I have my makeup on. Um, but to be fair, I'm normally a non-makeup person unless I'm going out, out. And then I love to get dressed up because I... I feel more right, right. I feel more special like and and you know I feel like I've, I'm, yeah, I'm, yeah, yeah. I'm deserving of this night out and I'm I'm really pampering myself and so like my lives will be with me with no makeup with like a scruffy messy bun or whatever sure. in, oh yeah I'm usually still sweating from whatever because I want them to see the real me I'm a body confidence coach and I'm yeah. comfortable in my skin yeah and so yeah. if I'm covering up if I'm dressing up and not being me I'm not going to be attracting the right people I'm not showing my vulnerable side so I like to I like to be me I like to be who I am on my lives but it's interesting isn't it because everything we're talking about if you literally break it down to the building blocks the foundations it's really the difference between forming relationships and not isn't it because if you think about when you start seeing somebody it's only showing your vulnerability that breaks down that barrier that moves you from whatever level you're at to proper yes. intimate. You can't have intimate without yes, vulnerability. Yes, exactly. And we were talking about that last week, weren't Come on, we? Need, we were, we were talking about this, that last week. I think it was last week. Yes. So tell me where this crops up in your coaching and what you say to it. How do you... Because it's scary. This is what we're talking about, isn't it? It's scary to be vulnerable, but you need yeah. it. I just talk about when we when I'm like coaching with my clients. It will depend on wh- where we're going, but I do a lot, I do do relationship work sure. um, in the sense of I'm doing the sexual empowerment side, and and they're wanting to maybe yeah. move forward within their relationship, but they haven't got the the you know they're a little bit anxious about what might happen, um, and so I do talk a lot about being open and honest and. Um, showing and sharing their feelings of where they want to go what they're feeling right now because I think the more that you can be honest in how you're feeling showing those vulnerabilities um, 
your partner is likely to be having exactly the same like you know thoughts in in their head about the things that they're like or they sure. they're wanting to share we don't think of it like that, no though, we're just we? thinking they think we're this and we've got to be this but when you start to break it down and you start to be real and you start to share those things that's when the connection kind of happens yeah yeah which is the thing I love I'm addicted to that but I have a power struggle that I don't like getting to that point so I resist and I resist and I resist because I don't like the feeling of being vulnerable but when you actually allow yourself to be vulnerable and you hit that point of intimacy where you feel like you've connected nothing beats it exactly and I think once you've got there then it's okay right but the the getting there is the hard part it's definitely the hard part the journey um Are we there yet? <laughs> no, I'm that kid on the vulnerability journey, right? I'm gonna, I'm gonna burn your ear holes out for six hours in the car, going, "Are we there yet?" <laughs> but when we get there, I'm gonna have the biggest smile on exactly. my face and an ice cream. Oh, well, making it. Yeah. <laughs> that's the weirdest analogy. That's, I've that's ever a great, yeah, definitely. <laughs> I, I like that. I am, um, yeah. I do think that right. every single person is vulnerable, right? Everybody has their vulnerability. We wouldn't be human otherwise. And so, exactly, nobody is perfect and we need to learn to kind of ride, you know, ride those emotions because all of the time um, we're feeling vulnerable, if we can connect with what it is that's making us feel that way, like you were saying with your panic attacks earlier, you kind of know that when you're having, when you've had alcohol, you're feeling a certain way the next morning. So you recognise it. Yeah, so you're taking yourself off and you're, you're dealing with it in a way that you've realized you can cope because when you're in that situation, you're coping. Yeah. So these vulnerabilities are coming in to teach us, teach us where we need to go on our journey. And when we can learn and it's going to keep happening, right? Like my panic attacks happened and happened and happened and happened. And, and I had no control over them and and I was getting really scared because it got to points where I felt like I couldn't swallow. I would be eating my dinner and then I would just like start, I would stop because I couldn't, I'd had food like half down my throat and if I was going to swallow, I thought I was going to die. And so I got to that point, but it was learning to deal with that. That's got me past that. And it's made me stronger. Sure. So when you can, you've got this ride, and you can and you can get past yeah. it, you're growing. Without the vulnerability, we wouldn't grow. Yeah. Definitely. That's a good one. <laughs> I definitely got freaked out. <laughs> a little bit. <laughs> That's amazing. Oh, I love that perspective. I've never really thought of it in that way before. It's weird, isn't it? Just somebody spelling something out with you in a different way makes you go, oh, yeah. That's crazy. That's so cool. Cool. Okay. So next time we are going to be talking vaginas. (laughs) Vaginas. So um, tune into that one. If you've got anything to say about being vulnerable, though, we would love to hear it. Do leave your comments and um, we will touch on those and come back to those in a future episode. Until next time, ladies, go and get more.